Hey, y'all. I'm Erin Haynes, the host of The Amendment, a brand new weekly podcast on gender, politics, and power brought to you by the 19th News and Wonder Media Network. You've probably heard the news that this election year, our democracy is at stake. On The Amendment, I'm breaking down what that actually means, specifically for the marginalized folks who depend on our democracy the most. This is a show that dives past the headlines and gets clear on the unfinished work of our democracy. Listen to The Amendment now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, fam. It's Amara here. And you're listening to the Translash Podcast, a news and culture show that centers the experiences and perspectives of trans people Today, we're going to be doing something a little different. I'm going to share another amazing podcast made by a trans person that I think you'll enjoy. We're going to be hearing an episode of Queer Planning. It's a weekly show where Callie Wright tells a story from their own life or the lives of other queer and trans people. Queer Planning explores friendship, family, mental health, pain, and maybe most importantly, trans joy. So without further ado, Let's listen in and make sure that you subscribe to Queersplaining wherever you listen to podcasts. Big shouts out to Carrie, Charlie, Patrick, and Allie for becoming new patrons this week. Thank you, friends. Love you lots. My name is Callie Wright, and this is Queersplaining. A few years ago, Celeste and I were driving home from somewhere, the grocery store, I think, We were talking about our relationship, as you do. And she told me that she worried she was boring, that I might get tired of her at some point. Generally speaking, people need at least a little novelty in their lives, right? And Celeste was worried that she wasn't providing me with that. Now, aside from the fact that she did and does, she was leaving the other part of the equation out. I'm a person who definitely does need novelty in my life, but... I also have a need for peace and security and stability. And Celeste does such a good job providing that for me. I know who she is day to day. I can count on her. And that's so super important. But that being said, I am a person who craves novelty. And up until recently, I led a life that very much provided that for me. And that's what I told Celeste that day. I have plenty of novelty in my life. (laughs) Roller derby, traveling for the podcast, all that stuff. I was always out going new places, meeting new people, and having amazing experiences. I have a deep need for that kind of thing. And I was fortunate enough to lead a life that provided lots of those kinds of things. And I think that's one thing that's been especially torturous for me about this pandemic. You know, sticking to the same very small groups of people, only going familiar places, home, the grocery store, the essentials. Some folks need routine more than they need novelty. I am not one of those people. And frankly, I've been jealous of those folks lately. As I'm writing this, actually, I should be in Las Vegas doing a reporting trip for the show and gearing up for the big Star Trek convention for the third time. And I recognize that having these problems is a privilege, right? Like I I still have stable housing and access to food and so on. I get that, but it's still hard. The other day I saw a Facebook post from my friend JR. They're always posting pictures of these rad nature adventures they're going on. 
neat pictures of bugs and leaves and trees. And I won't lie, I've had a friend crush on JR for a while. They just seem like a super rad person. And so I fired off a Facebook message. Hello, friend. I've been so enjoying your nature adventures, and I would like to formally ask permission to, one, join you for one, and two, bring along a microphone, because I think a nature adventure would make for some good and wholesome content. Heart emoji. No pressure and no hurt feelings, if you'd rather not. And they said yes, and we made plans. Given what we know about how the virus transmits, it's a a safer and more calculated risk if you stay outside, keep the number of people down, stay distanced. Ultimately, it was me, JR, and another new friend of mine, Lex. I got up before the sun and headed out. Our meeting point changed last minute. There was a heron eating breakfast, and JR and Lex thought that watching the burb do that would be a rad place to start the morning, and they let me know where they were. So I started down this bike trail, heading toward a bridge. It's a pretty typical bike trail. As you get to the bridge, there's a fence, of course. I don't want people going off the side of the bridge. Pretty sure this used to be a bridge for cars, though, because the infrastructure of the bridge was a lot wider than the bike trail. So there was this metal framing that extended out past the fence. When I came up on JR and Lex, they were sitting on the other side of that fence on top of that metal framing, their feet dangling 30 feet or so above the river. JR asked me if I was afraid of heights, and I was like, no, I'm good. And that's mostly true. I actually don't mind heights as long as I feel like I'm secure, like behind a fence, something to hold my hand onto and that sort of thing. But climbing onto the part of the bridge they were sitting on involved walking a good uh, 50 feet or so on a piece of steel that was about three foot wide and uh, sat about 30 or 40 feet above a river. One side of the river was good and deep. So like if you fell, probably wouldn't have a good time, but you'd be okay. The other side, you could see the rocks just like a few inches, maybe a foot below the surface. If you fall off that side, you're just kind of fucked. But today was about adventuring. So I went for it. As I uh, climbed over the fence to get onto the bridge, my recorder actually fell out of my pocket. Great start. Thankfully, I was able to pull it up by the cord from my headphones, so I didn't lose it. But this is why I don't have audio from this part. It stopped recording when that happened, and I didn't think to check it because I was a little more focused on the whole not falling off a bridge into the rocks thing. But eventually, I did get situated. I was looking at a river and a forest. It was just after sunrise. The world was waking up. You could hear the water and the river, the bugs, the birds, the occasional sound of bikes riding by on the trail behind us. And it was just so peaceful. Well, the goal is to jump today. Oh, I'm in. Fuck yeah. I'm so in. It's going to rain around noon, so once it gets warm enough and whatever, and then just, like, explore nature until then. Hell yeah. That's JR. And by jumping, they mean jumping off of the bridge we're sitting on. (laughs) Remember I said there was one side of the river where the water was good and deep? The plan was to climb out onto the part of the bridge over that part of the river and jump the 30 feet or so into the water. 
it's been fucking forever since I've done anything adventurous. And so I'm like, really Oh, you need it. it then. Yeah, definitely. Even I think people who don't adventure as much as they do need it. And the only reason I started doing it so often, again, is because Corona. Yeah. But before that, I pretty much missed out on all the nature. Except for, like, I'd come here once a year. Which, that's depressing. Right. This is my spot, and I love being here. I'm going to be here every day. <laughs> well, adventuring for me is usually just, like, just some kind of novel experience. It doesn't even really matter yeah. what it is. But, like, so much of that is unavailable right now. And of course, in the world we live in now, there's really no such thing as totally safe around other people. But outside, socially distanced, hanging out is pretty low risk. And there were only three of us. And I just needed something like this so badly. And, like, I grew up here, but there's a lot of it I still haven't seen because I would always go to the same places. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll start out here. But then there's a trail over there that I found with my friend Jason just like for the first time and we followed that trail for like two or three miles and it was amazing and kind of want to go there again that would be cool and we found bones there's like a coyote dumping spot which is like super illegal but <laughs> it's got good bones there it goes I hear you friend I hear you same bro. That was the heron we were watching. I guess they were done with breakfast and wanted to celebrate. Wait, I love this texture. Oh, that's cool. That's Lex. They're a super rad watercolor artist and they were excited about this neat texture that they'd painted. Yeah, I can't pick it up to show you because then it will It'll be. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. good. <laughs> well, I can kind of see it from here. It does yeah, look it nice. it looks like painting on stone. It looks like this. Uh -huh. Or stone, metal. I painted on my jewel once, and it looked like kind of like that, but uglier, because you couldn't really see the paint. I'm just like bad at visual art generally. I used to think I was, but it turns out I just can't draw. And once I kind of accepted that I'm just not gonna draw anything ever, pretty much. Unless it's like an ugly sketch on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, I started doing ugly on purpose art, and then I was like, oh, maybe I'm not actually that bad and I like it. Because mm -hmm. it's not actually ugly, it was just trying to be. I used to think I was bad at art because I couldn't do like photorealistic stuff, but now my most favorite thing I've ever painted is this. That's beautiful. That's so, fucking cool. Isn't that awesome? They show us this watercolor painting that. I'm actually sort of at a loss to describe. It was textured shades of green, uh, reminded me of a forest, and it just kind of made me feel feelings. It makes me really happy. Yeah. Just well, doing, like, I just paint what I see. Fucking around with shit. The way that it doesn't physically look, but the way that I feel it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm in this stage in my life where I'm trying to get past being pretentious about stuff like that. Yeah. And like, like thinking that I'm bad at something because I can't do it in a way that like quote unquote looks cool or sounds cool. Yeah. I think once I realized that I liked what was people thought would be like ugly art, mm -hmm. 
not Keith Haring, but there's another like famous artist that does just, it's not good, but it's, I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I could do that actually. Wait a minute. And maybe I would like it if I did it. Maybe it could just be ugly on purpose because that's what it's supposed to be. And then I would just start fucking around with shit and being like, okay. For me, it's it's been writing because I obviously like podcasting is what I do with Mm -hmm. my life and for a living. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I'm always really jealous of people that I think are super, super good with words. And then like, I try to do something like that that's like less literal and maybe a little more poetic and descriptive and then I'm like that's silly that sounds dumb I don't (laughs) like that gay Um, (laughs) right (laughs) but then I listen and I'm like I wonder if that person thought that when they wrote that like maybe I should just write what comes out and just let it be what it is that's yeah I'm really jealous of my older sibling because they are like the best poet in the entire world and I occasionally will like write poetry but I don't think it's good and I never want to share it kind of Mm -hmm. thing and I I feel that because I'll read what I write and I'm like "Mm -mm, mm -mm, no (laughs) there's one poem ever that I will share and like I don't know they're like a published author or a published poet but that's, like, the thing that I learn about. Like, all of the people that I think are really, really good, none of them think they are as good as they are. Yeah. Yeah. Lean's like, no, I, I'm still not that great. Like, I'm like, but you're getting your master's in poetry. Like, <laughs> right. you, like you've got evidence. Currently, you have, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't be accepted into the school if I hadn't, if you weren't good. Right. Um, so, uh, Yeah. Maybe everybody just feels like they're not getting... Oh, hi, geese. Okay. Although, I do like my art now. That's good. Not all of it. And I don't I think, think it's uh, amazing. I think that's healthy. I feel like it's... <clears throat> It's like one of those things, like, everybody everybody gets grace and the benefit of the doubt but me. Like, I yeah. want everyone else to love the things that they make. But if I love the things I make, that makes me pretentious and egotistical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can assure you, you are not. I want to go down and um, balance rocks. Do you want to go stack rocks? Just <clears throat> sit. Okay, I'm okay with sitting here. We don't have to, though. We can go down. I'm just, I'm very much in, I like, I like it up here, so it's okay. Adventuring and moving, but I also like planting myself in a spot. I very much just had an ADHD moment just looking at the rocks, and I was like, ooh, stack! (laughs) But I can ADHD anywhere right now, so I'll look at other stuff. I love rocks. (laughs) Oh, there's the fish, a fish. I don't know how well you can see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's it. And a little raggy tail. You're having breakfast. I caught one with my bare hands once here. But I didn't catch it all the way because I saw it had a giant head hole in its head. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it was weird. It almost looked like when animals get taken over by a fungus, but this was a fish. So I don't know. 
it, it had like this bright red and even like on its skin and it was really uh-huh. it was so strange and I just felt so bad that I was like you know what I'm not gonna catch you for fun because you look like you're having a hard time anyway <laughs> right you go you go live your you life you can fish just friend. squiggle out of my hands and, <laughs> and live today you go live your life yeah fishy friend <laughs> I want to swim. It's too early, though. It's too cold. It's too cold. <laughs> oh, let's check the weather again. Please don't be a higher percent at 11. Oh! 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 Not 11 o'clock anymore. It's noon. They moved the rain forecast back an hour. Yes. <laughs> but it's a 90% chance at noon. <laughs> but we got till noon. Yep. It'll be 75 degrees. Is that warm enough? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, but we'll, we can do it. I like to swim at 82 or higher, but we can do it. So after sitting and talking for a while, we get a little restless and decide to get moving. Go somewhere. Go trail. Go nature preserve. Go down the, to the bridge spot. I don't either. I'm going to stretch a little. That sounds like a good idea, My actually. back is kind of sore. Actually, I'm... I want to, like... Stretch like big body stretch on the bike trail. Yeah. Like, like let's do that. All right. Let's see if I can get up without dying. Remember, we're sitting on a platform that's about three feet wide. My balance is great thanks to skating. It's just kind of disorienting to only have that much space to move around in and nothing but a river below you. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Whichever way. So we get off the bridge and back onto land. JR points out where we'll climb out onto the bridge to jump later. Well, we jump, we climb down there. Okay. And then we climb over. And then we jump. <laughs> yeah, that looks doable. Trail or preserve? It's up to you guys. I think it's cool. Kelly, it's your decision. Oh, uh-huh. shit. I'm bad at that too. Trail preserve. Trail. Okay. (laughs) We come up on this gravel road that leads off to a construction site in one direction and into the woods in another. Of course, we're headed into the woods, but not before we check our bed. So, um, spray painted over, but that sign says, or said, stop, check your bed. And it meant check your truck bed. Oh. Stop check your bed. I was going to say that, like, like, I understand the words. I'm just not sure what the context for that is. Stop check your bed. I have a picture of it on my Instagram. And it's beautiful. I love that fucking sign. So much. And I'm I'm pissed that people spray painted it, honestly. Like, can do you not realize that's a beautiful sign? Best one ever. I, was gonna, I had dreams of stealing it growing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. It's around here. There it is. Nice and pretty. <laughs> oh, this is the trail. So, this is a good spot. Yeah. There's a tire face. My entire face. Are you okay? Oh, I see it. Oh, babe. Help me. Help me. It's okay. It's all up in my face. It is. It's in your hair. It's on my Um, 
think it's Please gone. Please hold this. Yeah. It's on my glasses. It's on your glasses for sure. Look. Oh, wow. Wait, Wait a second. Take, take a, a picture. picture. Hold this. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Can I get it? I just walked right into it. It was that probably is very so pretty. Good. And the spider was in my hair, and I grabbed it, and I think I accidentally squished it. Oh. But it was in my hair. Well, right. I like bugs. I don't want them in my head. Yeah. No, I feel that. I got really good pictures. Hey, y'all. I'm Erin Haynes, the host of The Amendment, a brand new weekly podcast on gender, politics, and power, brought to you by the 19th News and Wonder Media Network. You've probably heard the news that this election year, our democracy is at stake. On The Amendment, I'm breaking down what that actually means, specifically for the marginalized folks who depend on our democracy the most. This is a show that dives past the headlines and gets clear on the unfinished work of our democracy. Listen to The Amendment now, wherever you get your podcasts. So we traipsed through the woods for who knows how long. It was actually really nice to lose track of time in that way. There were all sorts of interesting bugs and pretty plants, even a fireplace and a chimney just kind of standing there all on its own. I guess it had been attached to a house at some point in history. And then we came up on this cute little creek. Welcome to my favorite place in the world. This is fucking awesome. I'll be in this whole Miami though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's a mammal of some sort. A bunny or a beaver or what's the other thing? Not a beaver, but a groundhog? Groundhog. How does, oh, that, wow. how does a plant grow in clay? With strength and might and determination. Weren't there nutrients in clay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like my answer better. I think I do, too. Right after I said that, I was like, that's significantly less meat. But I mean... You're right. (laughs) Check out the chairs people made. People made fucking chairs. Oh, that's the shit. Someone had spent quite a bit of time arranging some rocks into a bench. There were four seats, and they even had armrests. That's so cool. Yes, left left arm, nature arm. And there's there's armrests. <laughs> anti-homeless um, infrastructure. Honestly, this is what's it called? Um, anti-homeless infrastructure. Yes, but there's something else. It's like a, <laughs> it's like violent but not violent. Um, God damn it! This happened to me the last time I tried to think of the word. I'll find. I'll think of it later. But it's something. There's a glass. Yeah. That's the table. <laughs> this is... Look, there's... Oh my god. Hi, friend. Beautiful. 
Better still. Oh my gosh. You pose well for the camera. Have you ever thought about a career in modeling? <laughs> oh. oh, he said nope, I He not. really just waited until I was <laughs> yeah. done taking yeah, photos that's what it was. and then went. I'm gonna let you get your photo. And he's like, no, I don't want a career. I'm and just pretty it. And then it's time to GTFO. Beautiful. And spider face. Spider face. Am hot. Am swim. Yes. Am jump. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm excited about. Ooh, I got a good picture. That's what I'm mortally terrified of, but I'm going to do anyways. Yes. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't worry. There's no death involved. Absolutely zero, actually. So, well, let's be real. There actually was a non-zero chance of death. Slightly higher chance of injury. But listen, I injured my knee grilling a few weeks ago. And while I love grilling, I really don't think that compares to the thrill of jumping off a bridge into a river. So trade-offs, you know, but but I don't actually know because that's not a thing I've ever done before. So we climbed down to the side of the river to get changed and leave our electronics and stuff behind. Yeah, it was really windy yesterday. That's what I was like. Especially like as soon as we got up there. <laughs> And so, of course, this means I left my recorder behind, too. It's a nice piece of gear, but it's not waterproof. So we climbed back up the hill. JR and I were barefoot. Lex was smart enough to bring swimming shoes to wear. And we climbed out onto the bridge. I was terrified, but I was determined. JR had done this a bunch of times before. Lex had done it a few times. I was with seasoned pros. They wouldn't steer me wrong. So I trusted them. And I trusted myself to stay cool and make good decisions. Well, as good as you can possibly make when you're climbing a bridge to jump off it. <laughs> we made our way out over the river and I was doing okay. I actually feel pretty secure as long as my hands and feet both have something to hold on to. And there was this steel rebar that ran across the whole thing and the, you know, like X crossbeams or whatever. So I, I was doing okay. And we got to the spot where we would jump from. We sat there for about 10 minutes or so. We figured out that for some reason it looked more scary when you were sitting down on the bridge than when you were standing up. That didn't make a lot of sense. JR went first and it was pretty routine. They climbed out of the water and I volunteered to go next. Whenever you're ready. I'm standing with my feet half over the edge, facing out toward the water. Just step off. Eat yourself. Don't think about it. My hands are holding on to the rebar that spans the length of the bridge. I frankly have no idea what I was thinking about here. Do the action without the thought. I think it was more just like when you do something like this, you kind of just hit a point where you decide to go. You got to let go with your hands and just just step. So that's what I did. I let go with my hands and took a big step forward. A lot of people say time slows down for them when they do stuff like this. It definitely didn't for me. I actually noticed the water rushing up to meet me pretty quickly. <laughs> I hit the water and my first thought was actually how glad I was the water wasn't super cold. My next thought was... Oh my god, that was fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Look, I know this kind of thrill-seeking and risk-taking isn't for everyone. It's not even always for me, but... 
I felt something that day. And whatever that thing is, I think everyone should have the chance to chase what that thing is for them. I felt so alive. I've been reading all of those jokes on social media about feeling dead inside. And those have resonated with me. I don't know if I was exactly there, but I definitely started to feel like I was going through the motions. And then, you know, new meds, getting back on hormones, a global pandemic, bad mental health. It's all just kind of a perfect storm. It honestly had me pretty beat down. And of course, jumping off a bridge isn't going to solve my problems. But damn, it was nice to focus on something outside my own problems and the problems of the world for a few hours. And few things will focus a person, like a 30-foot drop into a running river. So we got dressed after we got out of the water, and we hung out for a bit, and then we climbed up the hill back to where the bridge was. I'm glad we did I am too. If we do it, it'll be hot, and it'll be because that didn't feel like a summer jump. That felt like a spring jump. I've never done it when it's this. And then we climbed the fence to get back onto the bike trail. But before we did that, we noticed something. You're worthy and deserving of love. Night door. Jump on. I did that when I jumped with the kids. Oh, That's so sweet. JR had written on the fence in big permanent marker, you are worthy and deserving of love. Are you getting the sense of what a wholesome person they are yet? I write that everywhere. It's in bar bathrooms and random Starbucks bathrooms. Like I said, I've never really fancied myself an outdoors type person. I've never been afraid of or avoided it. It's just not usually the first thing I think of when I think like, hey, I want to go do something fun and adventurous. But this is something this pandemic has changed for me. I love going to my friends' houses, having them come over to mine, going to bars, going to movies. But that's not safe right now. Being outside with your friends, though, it's it's not no risk, but it's low risk. And so being with people I care about in the outdoors feels like the safe and secure thing to do. And so it felt good to me that day in a way it might not have before. Of course, being in the company of amazing people helps. It was just one long parade of us talking about stuff we're vulnerable about and then encouraging and affirming one another. You heard some of it in this episode, but I have like four or five hours of tape and there's seriously like a dozen times where someone says something and the others are all like, oh, that's awesome and good and you're good. Everyone deserves friends like that. Everyone. And yes, That includes you. Thanks so much to JR and Lex for letting me tag along in our fun queer adventure. And thank you, my friend, for listening. If you want to help keep this thing going, please consider heading to patreon.com slash queersplaining and making a per episode donation to help me keep the lights on. This week, I'm actually going to post a deleted scene from this episode for patrons only that didn't quite fit into the overall narrative of the show, but it's kind of cool nonetheless. So head over and check it out. If Patreon isn't an option and you still want to help, another thing you can do is sharing the show around on your social media platform of choice. Most folks find new podcasts from their friends nowadays, so it's really, really helpful when you shout the show out there. Before I go, I want you to know that if you're lost, you're hurting, you're scared, 
If you feel like no one cares and no one understands, you need to know there's a community out here that loves you, cares for you, knows that you're capable of amazing things and that you are worthy of love. If you're struggling, please don't be afraid to reach out. Until next time, friend, my name is Callie Wright, and this is Queer Explaining. Queer